Josephine left Marta in her element by the flower beds and headed for the wooden gate that led out through the crumbling red brick wall to the paddocks beyond. The paint was the same pale grey colour that it had always been, sun-scorched and peeling away from the wood, and as she pushed it open she heard the familiar rising squeal of rusty hinges that no amount of oil had ever silenced. Back then it had been a useful way to monitor the girls' comings and goings. She had always known how many were passing through by the time it took the gate to slam shut. With a mixture of relief and disappointment, she saw instantly that there was nothing left of the old greenhouse. In its place was a compost heap, overrun with nettles, and a few newly planted fruit trees with clusters of lords and ladies around the trunks. The potting shed was still there, filled with damaged garden furniture and things discarded from the house over several years. Josephine peered through the window at the miscellany of boxes, filled with broken crockery and coloured glass, all presumably waiting to be made into mosaics like those she had seen dotted around the wall garden. Everything was covered by a silver labyrinth of spiders' webs, miraculously strong enough to hold the past in place. A path to her left took the long way round to the front door, down by the side of the house and past the old dairy and kitchens. She paused by the gate that separated the gardens from the farm and looked back at what had once been the college office, very much Miss H's domain. If her visit had been designed to bring those people back to life, it had not disappointed. Standing here, with the solid walls at her back and the sound of voices through the open window, it was easy to conjure up an image of the girls at work in the gardens or to relive the conversations over supper. But that still didn't answer any of Marta's questions or satisfy her own niggling doubts about Dorothy Norwood's death.